You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks, here on the New York Giants post-game stream on Big Blue View's YouTube channel and also audio lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Fum, and we are going to be talking about the Giants' 34-10 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 16. And as you can imagine, folks, um, not really anything positive to come away from a 24-point loss, one that actually would have been larger if it wasn't for a garbage-time touchdown. <laughs> Uh, scored after my stream had crashed and I didn't even get to see it, but that was pretty fitting, Chris, based on the performance that we saw today was a lot of crashing, a lot of nothingness, uh, and a lot of underwhelmment. Yeah, honestly, you didn't miss anything by that. It was the typical Giants garbage time touchdown where uh, the Eagles' backups were in the game and they committed a few penalties to give the Giants uh, you know, new life on a drive that should have ended several plays before it did and the Giants wound up getting a touchdown to make the game look a little bit closer than it actually was but you know the the Giants are 4 and 11 nine of those games have basically they've been double digit losses and really all of them have been all of those nine were basically blowout losses yeah you know, I'm starting to think we should we can kind of give up on the almost maybe coulda woulda shoulda on the losses against the Falcons and Washington. It it seems to me at this point, there's almost a miracle that those games were close losses and not blowouts. Yeah, we're, we're approaching this point now where all of the losses for the Giants are turning into embarrassing losses where, you know, at the very least, you're, you're seeing from these other bad teams in the NFL right now with young head coaches like the Texans, for example. They went out there and they put up a fight and they beat the Chargers today. And that was a game because that they were resilient and they had energy. And despite having literally nobody, nobody, and a worse roster compared to the Giants, were able to at least go out there and put up a fight. You're getting some of these other teams with young head coaches that despite early struggles have still remained resilient and kept fighting. Like I think that the Eagles are a good example. The fact that they started slow and then they've started to pick up some momentum. The Dolphins are another good example. They've benefited from a weak schedule, but they've at least stayed and fought close in any of their, their losses. And the Giants just don't have that. They looked close. I can't say that they looked competitive in the first half, but they looked close in the first half up until as soon as that Rodney McLeod interception happened all the air was taken out of the Giants. As soon as it took one play, despite being in a one-score football game, for them to completely give up, and that is turning into the new normal under Joe Judge. That, for me, makes it really hard to buy into a guy when you don't even have a group that is willing to put forth the effort to at least stay within a football game. Your 4-11 and does not mean that you can't go out there and compete for four quarters. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like the Jets won. I granted they were playing the Jaguars, so a bad team was going to win that one. Yeah. The Lions, they almost beat the Falcons. That game was 20 to 16. You have the Texans starting Davis Mills go out and lay 41 points on the Chargers. I mean, we saw the Chargers run the Giants off the field, and the Texans are dropping 41 points on them. I mean, it's. You know, we, we've gotten the reports that Joe Judge's job is safe, but it is tough to feel good about a guy where the Giants come out to start the season and look completely unprepared to play football. They come out from their bye week and look completely unprepared to play football. They had a big rest advantage on the Eagles with the Eagles playing on Tuesday, which, you know, it's not just a short week. It's a weird schedule. It, it ups it, just that weird interval of Tuesday to Sunday. The schedule and rhythm of your week of preparation is important to a team. And that was a big advantage for the Giants. And yeah, the defense played well to start the game. The Eagles played terribly, absolutely terribly to start the game. I don't know what they were thinking. Throwing the ball twice as much as they ran it. Mm-hmm. The Giants had probably about a half dozen turnover opportunities in the first half. Uh, the Eagles had just terrible penalties all game long. And, you know, the Giants still managed to screw that up. They still managed to look completely unprepared to play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the, the general lack of effort has been consistent throughout. And we saw that again in this game. We just saw the unwillingness to put any fight towards the end of this football game. And I, I really don't think anybody would disagree with me. Um, you know, on that sense, there was a very clear reason why they lost by 24 points and they probably should have lost by more. Again, if it wasn't for that, that last lat, that late touchdown that was scored uh, in garbage time. So the one thing, though, that we can take away from this, Chris, um, that we have to discuss is Jake Fromm versus Mike Glennon. So I put up a big stink saying that they needed to start Jake Fromm. Um, I think that we all kind of agreed and most Giants fans agreed that Mike Glennon was not doing anything for us. And at the very least, you should give Fromm the opportunity to go out there and fail and fail. He did six for 17, (laughs) 25 yards. 1.5 yards per attempt, one interception, and he was sacked twice for a 19.5 quarterback rating. We saw a a lot of indecisiveness from from, uh, a whole lot of nothing. I I literally got nothing from that performance. Uh, I I can't say with certainty, and I guess we can kind of hit on this at the end, who should start the next football game, but I know that Jake Fromm made me really question why I was so adamant about him starting over Glennon. When Glennon still didn't really do anything, he also threw his own pick, but he at least moved the ball a little bit. And Fromm looked like a a listless rookie that was 
confused and frightened for a good majority of the time that he was in there. Yeah, uh, Fromm really did look like an overmatched rookie, which is really what he was. He's you know, he's only been on the team a month. He has had to have a crash course in the offense, and yeah, it, it's understandable that he played badly, but you know that he still played badly. As far as who should start for the rest of the season, uh, you know what? Just let Fromm do it. I, I, the Giants have nothing to gain by rolling Mike Lennon out there. I'm not sure either of these guys are going to be able to do enough that you can adequately adequately evaluate the rest of your offensive roster. So you might as well see if you can get some kind of growth out of the young guy, and maybe you don't have to spend a mid-round pick on a quarterback next year, or you know maybe try to keep you know keep Mike Glennon or you know whatever for your backup for Daniel Jones, but. Right now, the Giants really should be in evaluation mode, and I don't seeing something from my from Jake Fromm over these last two games is really kind of the best thing they can hope for. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that we we saw from Fromm in this it it just was confusing to me that Glennon was able to find opportunities to push the ball down the field, but like Fromm was just holding the ball, could not really find anywhere. To, to 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 move the ball at all. He was holding it, and then there were a couple times where he he tried to scramble, and he took some of those big sacks. Um, he just really didn't provide anything for this offense. But I'm kind of on the same t- table with you here that I I don't really see the value in bringing out Mike Glennon. This team's four and eleven. They're not making the playoffs. They're not going to compete for anything. They're not going to really. If they win their next three games, it literally means. Uh, was it two games left remaining? Uh, mercifully, two. Just the okay. Bears, the Bears next week, and then Washington to end the season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could watch three more Giants football games after the crap that we've watched over the past few weeks. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the NFL just had to go with the seventeen game season. We could be looking to end the, end the season next week. Yes, yes, that is a very good point. But the next two weeks, um, you put out Mike Glennon. I don't really think that you get a whole lot out of that. He, Yeah, he threw for 93 yards. He did a lot more than Fromm. <laughs> but this team is still not going to do anything if they win these football games. So let Fromm go out there, look like crap, You know, finish out the year at this point. And I know everyone hates this philosophy. But at, at this point, when there's nothing to win and there's two football games left, whatever puts the Giants in the best possible position to select higher, I am going to be rooting in that direction. Now, from a team-building standpoint and a coaching standpoint, that is certainly not a good approach, and you don't want your team to have that approach. But I, as a observer of this team, would very much enjoy if they had a higher draft pick. So please continue to put out Jake Fromm if we're going to get <laughs> more 6-for-17 for 25-yard performances. Yeah, that is kind of the luxury we have out here, is that if the team continues to lose and they lose out, it's not our jobs on the line. Uh, <laughs> we can take the long-term what's best for the franchise view. And you know we have seen plenty of seasons over the past decade where the Giants have gotten some late wins. They had maybe an easy game in November or December, maybe an easy stretch of games where they string together one or two or get the odd win here and there. And we could hold that up in January and say, see this team, you know, yes, they started one and five or they, you know, started three and six, but they got these wins and, you know, we've got momentum going into the off season and things are looking up going into the next year. And it, it, it never carries over. 
Yeah, and, and one thing, too, that the thing that sucks the most right now uh, looking at the Giants is there are no bright spots that we can really pinpoint and say, this looks great right now. And at the very least, just because we have four wins, we can look positively in the right direction. Like, I would argue the, the fact that the, the Texans have done what they have done is they can hang their hat on some things. The fact that the Detroit Lions with two wins always fight in every single game that they've played in, which has led to them upsetting some teams, tying the uh, the Steelers, I believe, is who they tied. like Stuff like that, that's positive because you've got a team rallying behind a head coach and only winning two games. That feels positive. What the Jets have done, you still feel some positivity in that. There are other teams that are not doing well this year that, that you can at least look in the right direction and say, okay, this team sucked, but they are at least progressing forward. I can't look at this Giants team and pinpoint one thing that I can say, okay, this team may be terrible and they might not be competitive, but this one aspect next year is going to really help them progress and take a step forward. Maybe it's Andrew Thomas and like Aziz Ojolari, but I don't have enough to go off of where I'm not at the very least hoping for a top five draft pick, which they're in very strong consideration for um, depending on what happens with Chicago today. They're going to be picking back to back with those two picks. Yeah, the, I, I, the way it looks right now, I would not. I'm I'm not going to pick the Giants to win either one of their two remaining games. So I'm I'm expecting them to finish four and twelve, or sorry, four and thirteen, which is actually below the bottom of the range I gave when we started the season of what I, you know, what I was kind of expecting, and you know, a top five pick to me is very much in the cards it kind of depends on what happens around them what happens with chicago what happens with the the jaguars and the jets and the lions ahead of them but uh, it's draft season for the giants they are officially eliminated from the playoffs they look bad uh and just speaking of andrew thomas i was a little uh, I, i suppose distressed at how he played against the Eagles. He played well the last time the Giants met the Eagles, but this time he struggled. The Giants weren't really able to do anything running the ball. And yes, Josh Sweat beat Matt Parrott for that sack fumble, but Derek Barnett was right there. He was maybe a quarter of a second behind and he beat Andrew Thomas pretty badly as well. And you know, Thomas had a false start. He, he struggled against the Eagles pass rushers and yeah, they're not going to see guys that good all the time. But, you know, they, like you said, if we're looking for bright spots, there aren't many. The only bright spot now that I consider it is the fact that they do have back-to-back draft picks in the top 10. And this is actually kind of like a funny thought. So the Giants are playing the Bears next week. And assuming the Bears lose to the Seahawks, the Giants are going to be competing for the rights to... Uh, regardless of outcome, they win or lose, they're competing for the rights to wherever one of their draft picks is going to be. So I, I'm almost like I'm trying to think like what would put them in the best possible position. Does like it does it matter if they beat the Bears? Like, does do they want to lose to the Bears? Like, I'm just trying to think what's <laughs> gonna what's gonna benefit them the most at this point because what you ideally want is one of those picks to sneak past. The, the Jets and the Texans, and maybe they win one more football game off of a whim. To be in the top five is what you're looking for at this point. They need to get in that position to draft one of these elite defensive players and not miss out on them. 
Yeah, it, I think I saw a tweet the other day where if there was basically said that if there's any justice in this universe, the Giants and Bears would wind up tied with an identical strength of schedule and wind up have to <laughs> the Giants would wind up having to coin flip themselves for the pick order. Oh my god! <laughs> See, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Not, that's what I'm getting at is that they could eventually be put into that situation where they do have to coin flip for their own draft pick, but. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Bears game is going to be, I, I don't even know if I can say interesting, but it'll be <laughs> fun to watch what we could have had if we drafted Justin Fields and we can think about that stuff. But the Giants continue to struggle 4-11. and uh, We talked a little bit about the draft pick stuff and we'll see how that ends up um, turning out. But thank you for tuning in, folks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you happen to listen to us in the audio version, leave us a five-star review. Talk to there, folks. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.